Hi, this is Danny Whitaker with Devoted to Scripture. I'm reading through the Bible in a year and sharing my reading with you. This is day 156 of our journey. Job begins his final defense. First, he strikes out in sarcasm at the great wisdom of Bildad. But he quickly moves from frustration to worship as he proclaims the greatness of God and his unknowable nature. He, once again, expresses his innocence and clings firmly to his integrity while reviling the final state of the wicked man. He extols the value of wisdom, comparing it to precious stones. Wisdom is greater and more difficult to find. Then he recalls his former glory, but in doing so he doesn't focus on what he had, but rather on the ability he had to help those in need. He was respected for his wisdom and benevolence. Join me in Job 26 through 29 as Job stands firm in his integrity. Job 26 How you have helped the powerless! How you have saved the person who has no strength! How you have advised the one without wisdom and abundantly revealed your insight! To whom did you utter these words? And whose spirit has come forth from your mouth? The dead tremble, those beneath the waters and all that live in them. The underworld is naked before God. The place of destruction lies uncovered. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth on nothing. He locks the waters in his clouds, and the clouds do not burst with the weight of them. He conceals the face of the full moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He marks out the horizon on the surface of the waters, as a boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of the heavens tremble and are amazed at his rebuke. By his power, he stills the sea. By his wisdom, he cut Rahab, the great sea monster, to pieces. By his breath, the skies became fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Indeed, these are but the outer fringes of his ways. How faint is the whisper we hear of him. But who can understand the thunder of his power? Job 27 And Job took up his discourse again. As surely as God lives, who has denied me justice, the Almighty, who has made my life bitter. For while my spirit is still in me, and the breath from God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, and my tongue will whisper no deceit. I will never declare that you three are in the right. Until I die, I will not set aside my integrity. I will maintain my righteousness and never let it go. My conscience will not reproach me for as long as I live. May my enemy be like the wicked, my adversary like the unrighteous. For what hope does the godless have when he is cut off, when God takes away his life? Does God listen to his cry when distress overtakes him? Will he find delight in the Almighty? Will he call out to God at all times? I will teach you about the power of God. What is on the Almighty's mind I will not conceal. If you yourselves have seen all this, why in the world do you continue this meaningless talk? This is the portion of the wicked man allotted by God, the inheritance that evildoers receive from the Almighty. If his children increase, it is for the sword. His offspring never have enough to eat. Those who survive him are buried by the plague, and their widows do not mourn for them. If he piles up silver like dust 
and stores up clothing like mounds of clay, what he stores up a righteous man will wear, and an innocent man will inherit his silver. The house he builds is as fragile as a moth's cocoon, like a hut that a watchman has made. He goes to bed wealthy, but will do so no more. When he opens his eyes, it is all gone. Terrors overwhelm him like a flood. At night, a whirlwind carries him off. The east wind carries him away, and he is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hurls itself against him without pity, as he flees headlong from its power. It claps its hands at him in derision and hisses him away from his place. Job 28. Surely there is a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground and rock is poured out as copper. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the farthest recesses for the ore in the deepest darkness. Far from where people live, he sinks a shaft. In places travelers have long forgotten. Far from other people he dangles and sways. The earth from which food comes is overturned below as though by fire, a place whose stones are sapphires and which contains dust of gold. A hidden path no bird of prey knows. No falcon's eye has spotted it. Proud beasts have not set foot on it, and no lion has passed along it. On the flinty rock man has set to work with his hand. He has overturned mountains at their bases. He has cut out channels through the rocks. His eyes have spotted every precious thing. He has searched the sources of the rivers, and what was hidden he has brought into the light. But wisdom? Where can it be found? Where is the place of understanding? Mankind does not know its place. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not with me. And the sea says, it is not with me. Fine gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be measured out for purchase with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or sapphires. Neither gold nor crystal can be compared with it, nor can a vase of gold match its worth. Of coral and jasper, no mention will be made. The price of wisdom is more than pearls. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared with it. It cannot be purchased with pure gold. But wisdom, where does it come from? Where is the place of understanding? For it has been hidden from the eyes of every living creature, and from the birds of the sky it has been concealed. Destruction and death say, With our ears we have heard a rumor about where it can be found. God understands the way to it, and he alone knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and observes everything under the heavens. When he made the force of the wind and measured the waters with a gauge, when he imposed a limit for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and assessed its value. He established it and examined it closely. And he said to mankind, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Job 29 Then Job continued his speech. Oh, that I could be as I was in the months now gone, in the days when God watched over me, when he caused his lamp to shine upon my head, and by his light I walked through darkness. Just as I was in my most productive time, when God's intimate friendship was experienced in my tent, when the Almighty was still with me, and my children were around me, when my steps were bathed with butter, and the rock poured out for me streams of olive oil, 
when I went out to the city gate and secured my seat in the public square, the young men would see me and step aside, and the old men would get up and remain standing. The chief men refrained from talking and covered their mouths with their hands. The voices of the nobles fell silent, and their tongues stuck to the roof of their mouths. As soon as the ear heard these things, it blessed me, and when the eye saw them, it bore witness to me. For I rescued the poor who cried out for help, and the orphan who had no one to assist him. The blessing of the dying man descended on me, and I made the widow's heart rejoice. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My just dealing was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the needy, and I investigated the case of the person I did not know. I broke the fangs of the wicked and made him drop his prey from his teeth. Then I thought, I will die in my own home, my days as numerous as the grains of sand. My roots reach the water, and the dew lies on my branches all night long. My glory will always be fresh in me, and my bow ever new in my hand. People listened to me and waited silently. They kept silent for my advice. After I had spoken, they did not respond. My words fell on them drop by drop. They waited for me as people wait for the rain, and they opened their mouths as for the spring rains. If I smiled at them, they hardly believed it, and they did not cause the light of my face to darken. I chose the way for them and sat as their chief. I lived like a king among his troops. I was like one who comforts mourners. Thank you for joining me on our shared walk through Scripture today. Devotion to Scripture doesn't begin and end here. My prayer is that you will be encouraged to dig deeper and spend some additional time in God's Word today. If you're looking for a great place to start, check the episode description where you will always find a few key verses from the day's reading to reflect on further. I'd love to hear from you. How is God using this podcast to help you grow? How can I be praying for you? Email me at devotedtoscripture at gmail.com. It's amazing seeing a passage come alive as we understand its place in the whole story of the Bible. Knowing and ultimately being a part of that story is the most important undertaking of your life. Join me tomorrow to continue the journey. Be devoted to Scripture.